as they say, better late than never. Nicholas Pepe is here, and oh my, did he ever arrive in style. The Arsenal were virtually dormant for 75 minutes. On comes Pepe for Alex Lacazette. Pepe scores not once, but twice, both from free kicks just outside the area, and the Arsenal are bailed out by their record signing in a match where they were just not at their best. Welcome, everyone, to the Bearded Gooner podcast, and I am he, the Bearded Gooner. Listen, the fact here is Arsenal were just not very good today. Quite frankly, they were downright poor. Lethargic from kickoff, uninterested in the middle of the park, couldn't complete simple passes, and I dare say at one point this evening I questioned whether the players were playing to actually get Emery sacked. Pepe came on in the 78th minute for a rather frustrated uh, Alex Lacazette, call me crazy, but considering the squad's performance until then, I'd say Pepe may have saved Unai Emery's job single-handedly. What can't be lost here, however, is the fact that Emery isn't on the pitch playing. It's his job to motivate his players and have them prepared for the match before they take to the pitch. And as I said before, they simply looked uninterested in playing a game of football today. But they are professionals and they're being paid to do a job. And in my opinion, it's just folly for us as supporters to continue to blame the manager for the performance of the players and their lack of interest. Now, one thing that I want to point out here is the fact that Arsenal did win tonight, despite a a just uh, there's there's really no other word for it than just poor. And, and I'm trying to keep this as, as family friendly as I possibly can here. But the fact is, they were just they were just down. They were they were awful tonight. I, there were a few bright spots, sure, uh, but by and large, um, I, Pepe is by far the man of the match. For the two goals, um, I actually saw people on Twitter slagging off Kieran Tierney because he he was to a degree directly responsible for the first goal that Vittoria scored, uh, being on the wrong side. But uh, again, we have to keep in mind for for Tierney, um, this is his third match. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, this is his third match with the Arsenal. So uh, I I think he can be forgiven, especially when you see the brilliance that he brings to this side in his crosses in his his um just his ability to get down the flank um his his work rate uh was excellent today so for those blaming tierney and, and say oh see that's why he's he's not starting in the league games that's that's just in my opinion uh silly but by and large this team uh they were not good and yet we still won um, and granted, it, it is thanks to to uh, two great goals by you know a great individual effort from Pepe. But my point being that this team is good enough, and they have the talent to to pull out wins like this when they're not at their best. And where I want to go with this is Unai Emery, if he puts players in their right positions, getting the most out of the players, on the field, imagine what this team could do. I, I, at one point today, saw Lucas Torreira, and I, I mentioned on Twitter, where on earth, what on earth is Lucas Torreira doing that high up the pitch? And at one point, I do believe Lucas Torreira was actually playing in the number 10 role. Um, and it may have been when... 
Pepe came on for Lacazette. And this is just beyond, beyond my realm of comprehension. He was the man of the match, I believe, uh, three or four times last year for this team, uh, playing in a central defensive uh, midfielder role. He's a great ball winner. He's a little bulldog, really. Um, he is he is great at, at, at the standing tackle. And as I said, winning the ball. And yet Unai Emery is is it just seems hell bent on on playing him in a role that just doesn't suit him. He he had a brilliant campaign two years ago at Sampdoria, and he followed that up with a with a great World Cup for Uruguay. And um and now he comes and then he comes to Arsenal last year, and, and he did tail off towards the end of last year. I, I won't dispute that. I, I thought he had definitely had his better his better days earlier in the season and in the middle part of the season. Um, but but this year he can't even get a sniff uh, playing in his natural position as a central defensive midfielder, and and to me that's just almost unforgivable. Um, so I I really at this point am, am questioning, you know what what is Unai Emery doing? And and I had said after Monday, and I've been saying this for a, a little while now, but if you follow me on Twitter, I, I think you'll see that I've been asking the question, is Unai Emery prioritizing the Europa League over the Premier League almost at a detriment to the club? Um, in other words, is he putting all his eggs in that basket already, and we're only in the group stage? And when you look at who started today, uh, Tierney and Bellerin, at the uh, at the fullback, at, as the fullbacks, uh, Rob Holding as a central uh, as a center back, um, Torreira still, in my opinion, at the beginning of the game was was still not quite in the position where he should have been. In fact, I actually at times thought that Joe Willick was covering for him, uh, you know, back in in front of the back four. So when I look at this team, I, I think to myself, okay, I wouldn't start Mustafi in a league game. I would definitely give holding a shout over Socrates right now. Um, obviously, Obama Yang would get in there. But right now, it just seems to me that Emery is is playing in league matches. He's playing his, his best attacking players up front, but then not attacking and yet playing the, the poorer of his defensive players and trying to play more defensively. And it just doesn't seem to be clicking. And then in these games, obviously we're seeing uh, some of the younger uh, kids coming through. Emil Smith Rowe gets a shout today. Uh, obviously Gabriel Martinelli, again, a- another brilliant game from Gabriel Martinelli. He could have had a second goal today. And uh, it, you know, with his work rate, he probably could have had even a third potentially. Um, there were moments where you just kind of held your breath thinking, you know, Martinelli's going to put another one in the back of the net here. So it, it comes down to, to bring this full circle with, with Unai Emery, you have to question why are we, why do we seem to be splitting the team in half offense, defense, and really the problem, quite frankly, in my opinion, exists in the midfield. Uh, again, tonight, really no link between the defense and the attack. Uh, we, we were fortunate really to get the, to get the free kicks that we got and for Pepe to score them. I I thought, you know, was, was fortunate uh, for us to get those because really uh, 
we we had our moments, but again, I think we have to temper all of this tonight with with the knowing knowing that we're we're playing an inferior side here. And all due respect to Vitoria, they're fourth, I believe, in the Portuguese league uh, right now. Um, but they're actually just knocked out of the Portuguese out of their domestic cup by a, I believe, a semi-pro team in Portugal. So again, with all due respect to the three teams in our in our group here in the Europa League, we're playing inferior competition, and we should be winning these games the way that we're winning them. Now, we talk about putting guys in, uh, putting the players in uh, the league games, in the Premier League games, in their number one in their right positions, in playing our best 11. And I think, by and large, as fans and supporters, we can all see who our best 11 are. We know who they are. There are some that will include Mesut Ozil and that, some that won't. I'm not going to go down the road of, of Mesut Ozil. I think he has a role to play with this team. Um, not sure where it is right now, but I do think there's a role for him here in in some capacity at any rate. Um, for me, it, it's Unai Emery has to get more consistent, and I really think that it is as simple as combining the attack from the Premier League games with the defense minus Mustafi of the Europa League and the Cup games. Now, just my opinion, just a prediction, if you will, for Sunday, but I think given that Bellerin and Tierney and Torreira and Holding all played 90 minutes tonight, I don't think they get a shout. I think you're going to see Socrates and Louise uh, at central back. I think you're going to see Xhaka as that central defensive midfielder, and I think you're going to get uh, Callum Chambers at right back, and I think you're going to get Sad Kolasinac at left back again. And you you have to wonder if Unai Emery keeps at this, how much longer does he really have? Do Edu, Raul, the board, ownership, do they agree with us? Or are they putting him on a fairly long leash? Uh, Unai Emery, that is. And, and if they're giving him that long leash, I guess all I can say is I really, really hope that he does not hang Arsenal with it. I want to come back, if I can, for a minute to just a couple of um, couple of players on the uh, on the pitch tonight. Um, again, Joe Willick had uh, just another another poor performance, in my opinion. Um, just really, really didn't do much. And and I and again, I as I said earlier, he I actually thought he was covering for Lucas Torreira back in front of the back four at one point. So I'm, I'm wondering again, are we now talking about yet another player? Uh, sort of being played out of position. I, I I see Joe Willick as more of a he's more of a box to box midfielder. I, I'm I, I hesitate immensely to compare him to Rambo, um, but in in that mold, he he is a guy who does get box to box. Earlier in the year, in in the Europa League matches, and I, I believe against Nottingham Forest, I, I thought he was he was just a, a dynamite. Um, so I, I wonder if there's a little bit of confidence there with him because he hadn't played um, he hadn't played for a while. So I wonder if there's a bit of a confidence issue, maybe with him going into Monday night. He was he was poor in the first half Monday night, um, and if I'm being honest, I, I don't really think he should have played Monday night 
regardless. Uh, I thought that was more of a uh, more of a situation for um, either Danny Ceballos or Mesut Ozil. I, I don't think Joe Willick really should have been in there. Uh, another one, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and, and man, I'll, I'll tell you, it, my opinion, I think my heart goes out to the guy. It, it really does because here's a guy who for for the better part of almost a year now has been he's been Mr. Flexibility. He's been Mr. Adaptable. He's been been Mr. Kind of everything for Arsenal. Hey, plug me in here. Um, you know, he can play almost anywhere on the pitch. He's and he's and he has. I think he started off last year playing at left back, covering for Kalasinac, and then all of a sudden they move him over to right back when Bellerin goes down with the knee injury. And and now we move him back into his preferred and proper uh, midfield role, and it, he just can't catch a break. And and he was in, I believe he was in, uh, in the standard Liege game, and just a, an, and another poor performance there as well getting the shout uh, in midfield, which is where he wants to play too. Uh, so he's not really doing himself any favors. I, I, I hate to say that Ainsley Maitland-Niles may have really, uh, he may have, he may have played his last game uh, in an Arsenal shirt tonight. Um, and, and that's a shame because I, I, I see the talent that is there in him. I've, I have seen the talent that is there in him. So I just, I wonder if all of the, you know, moving around and, and being put in positions where he's not really comfortable has really kind of wrecked his confidence. And and um, if he's not struggling to find that form as a midfielder, because I do think he is a talent. Um, I, I, I'm not saying that he's I'm not saying that he's he's good enough to start in the midfield in a league game right now. I don't think that's the case, but I do think there's something there. So. Uh, a couple of the younger guys here, you know, Maitland Niles, Joe Willick, uh, just not not good performances. And obviously, being subbed off at halftime, uh, I think was the right move by Unai Emery. He really wasn't getting much out of those two players. He wasn't getting anything out of anyone, but uh, not getting really what he needed out of those two players. Um, one player I do want to give a big shout to, though, I really thought Emil Smith Rowe coming back from injury, playing a full ninety minutes. I really, really, really liked his energy and his work ethic today. Um, a couple of times I thought he should have given the ball up a little sooner. Um, he could have cut back on us. There was a time he was he was just come, coming blazing day. It was towards the end of the game. I think we were actually still down 2-1 at the time, uh, and he just came, just came thundering down the middle of the park. And I thought if he could just cut that ball back to his left, back on his left foot, and get around that defender that was that was in front of him to his left. He would he would have a better look at goal. Unfortunately, he he ended up losing the ball. Um, but I I thought he had a, a good game. I, I'm not I'm not ready to to give him a you know if I had to put a rating a number on him I wouldn't give him give him a seven or an eight. I'd I'd, I'd give him a good shot at a five and a half. I think uh, maybe maybe a six. If he could have held onto the ball in a, in a, a few different scenarios in in the game, um, but overall, I, th- I thought Emil Smith Rowe acquitted uh, himself uh, quite well tonight. And I think if he could stay healthy, uh, you're going to have something here, um, perhaps against the the lower table uh, teams in the league. That is, and um, 
you know, going forward, depending on who we would draw in the, the League Cup and in the FA Cup, I definitely think he's going to get a few more looks, and I, and I hope he does. So uh, a bit long-winded tonight. I think I've gone about 20 minutes here, um, kind of branched off a little bit, uh, covered a few different things, but I wanted to try to keep it as uh, post-game review uh, as possible, uh, a bit of a bit of a reaction here to the 3-2 victory to the Arsenal. And, and this really should, uh, I think this this really should pretty much solidify us moving on. I, I, if, if anybody ever doubted that we would advance to the knockout rounds of the Europa League, then whew, uh, check your head. Um, but I think this this should pretty much uh, pretty much solidify that. Um, yeah, we uh, we go again Sunday, Crystal Palace, and and I I saw something. I think it was over the weekend. It, it may have been Monday night. I think it was before that though, where we talked. I, I had uh, was talking to someone who who said this this will be big. This will be a big match uh, with Crystal Palace. Not only Arsenal versus Crystal Palace, a bit of a London derby, but uh, Nicolas Pepe versus Wilfred Zaha, and I will be very interested to see Pepe have to think he's brimming with absolutely brimming with confidence now after this and in and, and two and 15 minutes and let's not forget that either Pepe it's not like he came on with a half hour to play he came on with 15 minutes to play um and was able to put two free kicks in the back of the net and and those are and these are free kicks that I, I think he's scoring pretty much no matter who the opponent is so I, I think he's he's just got to be overflowing with confidence right now and I really really hope he carries this into Sunday's match at home against Crystal Palace. Uh, we go again in uh, less than 72 hours. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, I'm the Bearded Gooner. This is the Bearded Gooner podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Gooner. Again, it's at Gooner. I couldn't fit the The Bearded Gooner, and I was limited on character. So it's uh, on Twitter, it is at Gooner. Please give me a follow. If you have any comments or questions on the uh, on the episode, definitely uh, leave me a message on Twitter. The DMs are open. You can do that. Um, I think maybe every fifth or sixth episode, uh, we're going to do a bit of a Q&A here. So I'd like to get that out there as well. If you have any questions and you want to be mentioned on the podcast, uh, get me a DM. Hashtag it TBG podcast. That way I know it is for the podcast and I can uh, drop a uh, drop a shout out to you on the podcast, mention your Twitter handle. So get the questions in. I'm going to look to do that uh, end of next week or perhaps the following week. We'll just see how things kind of go. Again, this is only the second episode that I've done here. So we're still in the feeling out process of the, of the show. Uh, Hopefully you guys are enjoying what you hear so far. If you have any advice for me, please also again, drop it on Twitter. Let me know. I would love to know what you think. And uh, yeah, Good talk, guys. We'll see you out there.